Hey, I'm Alan Hunter. You're listening on the Pantheon Network. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hello again, and welcome to Crime in Music. I'm your host, Brian J. Kinsley, and with me as always, my friend Ben Rupel. Hello, everybody. Occasionally, we'll bring you a new true crime podcast about people in and around the music industry and their misadventures into law-breaking. If you like music history, murder mystery, musicians with bad publicity, you're in the right place. Share with a friend, tell your relatives... We're trying to spread the word, spread the message. We're still trying to get ingrained into Europe. So if you have friends in Ireland, Germany, Spain, Italy or Greece, anywhere over there, send them your favorite episode. Ask them to trust you and your taste. Give us a listen. Did you say Belgium? I didn't, but you if you know somebody in Belgium, you go ahead and Okay, that's in Europe. To listen. That's in Europe, correct? Europe, Belgium. Belgium right. is in Europe. All right. I like Belgium. I think I think Belgium's like the a small little country over there. It may be. They've been handed off back and forth, left and right, after wars, whatever. <laughs> Who are you talking about? Who are you talking about? Bel- Belgium. I they, see. Yeah, they, they just kind of got to go. It's kind of got to do what they're told to do. All right. Well, I'm telling you to share an episode with your Belgian friends. And uh, hey, also let us know what's up. Uh, our email is feedback at crimeandmusic.com. You can find us on any of the major social medias at Crime and Music or my favorite way to communicate with you people. You people. Speakpipe. Hey, Go that's, to our my, website. that's my favorite way. Is it, uh, well, don't we're going to share. Don't take it away from me, Brian. No, we're sharing. Sharing. Okay. Sharing's more fun. If you have one, share with a friend. Uh, we have one Speakpipe. Go to our website, crimeandmusic.com, and leave us a Speakpipe there. You can just hit the button and... Uh, we can listen to what you got to say. It's like leaving an old school voicemail without the hassle of listening to four rings go by first. Just hit the button, say some <laughs> words, hit the button again, you're done. It's right there. What was that? What was that app you could do that would just send it right to voicemail? People were all big on that. The app was. Uh, yeah, there's a thing on phones where you could just uh, you put this app on your phone, and then when you called somebody, it didn't allow them to answer, so you could just leave them a voicemail, so you didn't have to talk to anybody. <laughs> there's a Seinfeld that, at like in the show, you know, Seinfeld show, they have like a a monologue where Jerry goes through. Uh, that's like a little uh, comedy scene where he's just you know performing on stage, and he says that he would prefer to just speak to people through voicemail regularly. <laughs> I get that. I get it. Boy, Absolutely, and now you can. And now they got an app for it. I'll have to check that Why out. Why wouldn't you do it? I'll have to check that out. So, uh, how are you doing? Good. All right, so what do we got, man? What do we, what's the thing? What's the thing that we do today? In this episode, you're going to learn about nude jet skiing. Nude? Nude. Nude. Nude jet skiing, uh, the wrong drugs, and the Thai army. The Thai army? Yeah, yeah, the Thais. Like Thailand? Yes, those are the ones. Huh. Aren't nude. you excited to learn about all this? Well, as... You're intrigued for sure. Well, the nude jet skiing, there was a, there's a show that was on HBO. 
and I didn't watch very many episodes, and it's a pretty f- popular show. It's about some retired baseball player or something. It's a comedy in the vein of maybe just a goofy comedy like Trailer Park Boys. I can't re- I think Ted Danson was on it for a minute, and one of the very first uh, shows, the main character went and bought some jet skis, and the and he had some women out there, uh, topless, jet skiing around, of course, in slow motion. And it's, 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 oh, yeah. it's, it's HBO. All right. I imagine, I imagine topless jet skiing doesn't look good at full speed. I'm just taking a guess. Good nude and bad nude. There is. I think, there's some bad nude. Well, I think it all kind of depends on who's on the jet ski. <laughs> a lot just, of factors. It's very subjective. Uh, I'll just say that I don't think anybody wants to, if... I had my uh, OnlyFans page running. I don't think they'd want to buy extra content if they saw me on their new jet skin. I, I'm going on a limb. Just a, just a guess. We need to get this man some money so he can buy a shirt. Uh, he needs a better Speedo. <laughs> he needs more support. I think you got it on backwards, man. I think it's, uh... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yet it still covers everything you got. Yeah, right. No, I can't see anything. It looks great on you, but I really think that's backwards. I'm just saying. I... What an awkward conversation right. that would be. Nude. Um, okay. All right. You're were hung the... up on the nude jet ski. No, no, no. I'll try to remember. Yes, I am hung up. <laughs> You're like, how? What the? And, and there was ski. another one. What was the other one? Um, well, it's the the wrong drugs. Wrong drugs. New jet yeah. ski. Right. All right. And then uh, we're back at the Thai Army. All right. All right. All right. What else we got? Well, what we got now is guest guest. You gave me a lot of hints there to begin with. I feel like I got like a, a little bit of a bone thrown to me here. Oh, you think you know who this is? No, I no, not from the tone in your <laughs> voice. Oh, okay. you you think you know? Literally, nobody on earth knows who this is. <laughs> no one has ever heard of this. No, they have. Cause uh, clue number one, member of Generation X. Generation X. Okay. Yeah. All right. I don't know um, what that is. Is that is that the two thousands? I, I can't help you more than that. I mean, All it's right. Generation X. Okay. But uh, uh, part of the second invasion. Okay, we're going. To, I'm going with British. Ooh, they call him the Yank. Se- the Yank, second invasion. All right. Uh, him. Zool. You gave me a Zool. him. I did. Damn it. <laughs> Damn you, gender pronouns. Zool is in there. I'm throwing Zool in there for you. He's a Ghostbuster. Ooh. Um, the Wedding Singer. Adam Sandler. Well, that's not the guy. Uh, the last clue I got for you, my man, is Bilvis. Which, oh my God, I just got. I've been writing this for day. Okay. Ha! Wow. The Bil- things you learn. Bilvis. I'm thinking William, somebody that sings like Elvis. Well, okay. Now you got 30 seconds to put that all together. You got the yank. You got. Oh, I'm sorry. There's one more clue. Ben, do you know who William Michael Albert Brode is? William. Michael. Albert. He's got three first names. Brode. Like road with a B in front of it. B road. Brode. William Michael Albert Brode. Don't be looking it up on your phone. Now I'm trying to go through all the Bills or Williams. That's not a bad plan. B, 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 A, William Michael, B.A. All right, time up. What is your answer, my man? You got. I'll give you three swings at it. 
I don't know. Uh, uh, Albert. Name me a name me a name me a, a Will. Name me a William. Bill Belichick. Bill Hurd. Is it Bill Hurd? They need to be musicians. No, no. Um, musicians. The Yank. Uh, can, okay. Can I ask? Can I? Can I call in for a Lifeline real quick? <laughs> Why not? For this far in. How you said Generation X? Generation X. I don't think. Can I get an idea? I'm. I am thinking of some kid that's like 22. Can I get an over under on that? You know, you and I are in Generation X, right? No, I don't know we're that. Gen- are we? We're, yeah, we're Gen X, buddy. So somebody are our somebody hand, our age. Okay, hold on. All yeah, right, a little older than us too. I mean, you know, it's a generation. So you got like a decade, I think, of people or 15 years. Maybe 15 years is a generation now. I'm thinking it's an English dude. William. Billy, Billy Idol? Hey, holy shit, he pulled it out. Woo! Is it really? I'm I'm going through all the it Billys. Is. Yeah. Who, what wow, other? he did it. Bill Billy Idol. William. Yes. I'm thinking Correct. Robin Williams. That wasn't going to do it. I, I don't know. I don't feel like I get a win for that because I think the, 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 the music was up. <laughs> a long time ago. A long yeah. time ago. <laughs> No, there's a second loop. Billy Idol. Wow, okay. Billy so, Idol, my man. I don't think I would have been able to guess that. Um, you did, though. No, well, I looked it up not on my phone. Not in a minute 30, no, not in 90 up, seconds. I, look, I looked it up on my phone. Uh, no. <laughs> no, <laughs> but but I was close because Damn I- you remote podcast. No, I did just, uh, I, I was just listening to some Billy Idol not that long ago, the other day, and I was looking up some stuff was about it at him. Was midnight hour? Yeah. Well, he had a lot of stuff out, and he was. Oh, we'll get to it. He was. I mean, he was a huge at the time. He was some of the biggest music on the radio, and uh, and there were a couple. I had I had some tapes. I had some of his tapes in eighth, probably seventh and eighth grade. Probably Ooh. yeah, in the eighties. No, you're 100 percent correct. We will get there. We'll get there at all. Cover everything we know about Billy Idol Generation X. Um, we'll even tell you about the wedding singer and why they call him Bilvis. Oh, the wedding, the wedding singer. Yeah, he was on the <laughs> the movie. He's on the movie. Yes, he was. Yep. All right. There All right. Go. I'm I'm, I'm excited. This is a, somebody. Everybody. It, I, I'm assuming everybody in our, our our listening audience is is aware of. Anyway, anyways. Oh, I would hope so. Billy, I mean, again, I, we're really trying to get into that your uh, audience. So I hope you guys appreciate. Going for Billy Idol. One of um, own, is European. he related to Billy Eilish? Uh, we'll get there. Okay. All right. But I, we're going to start. Are you done? Do you have more questions? I'm he's sorry. not. We're not going to get there. We're not going to get. There's no way this is going to come around to Billy Eilish. Oh, no. Not at all. Not I at just all. Needed to get into the meat and potatoes of this thing, man. Billy Idol, Brian. Enlighten us. Billy Idol. November 30th, 1955, born William Michael Albert Broad. Uh, he is English. He's from Stanmore, Middlesex, London, in England. He's got parents, Bill Broad, that's his dad, and Joan, his mom, Bill and Joan. His dad works as a tool salesman, and he does pretty good, provides a nice lower middle class lifestyle for the family. Now, his parents are devout Anglicans, and they attend church regularly. A- Anglican. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm I'm assuming it's a Christian denomination. 
Gonna guess you're right there. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty, yeah. pretty sure you're right. Darn. 1958, when he's two years old, he moves with his parents to Pat. Oh wow, Pat Pat Patchogu, New York, USA. He was born in 58, 55. I mean, I. We'll I, get to Generation X. Don't worry about it. Okay, that's it's right. okay. It's not what you think it is. It's yeah, close no. to a. That, he's close to a boomer. You're trying to do math. No, he's a boomer. <laughs> I was just letting you know you and I are Generation X. Well, right. He's a lot older than us. Yes, he is. Okay. okay. So, um, two years old, he moves to Patchogu, New York, USA. They also live in Rockville Center, New York. His younger sister, Jane, is born during this time. And then the family's like nuts to this place. They return back to England for four years, and they settle in Dorking, Surrey. Dorking. I knew I'd teed it right up for you. 1971, the family moves to Brumley in southeastern London, where Bilvis, we're going to call him Bilvis, uh, he attends Ravensbourne School for Boys. And that, uh, that although like a detention center, Brian, from our previous episodes, <laughs> for one of those nice boys. <laughs> it's a children's prison, but it's a nice one. Ravensbourne School for Boys. Uh, he's back in the land of his birth, and his classmates call him the Yank because he lived in America for a while, and they tease him for his Yankee accent because when you're that young, you sort of pick up or lose the accent pretty quick. Well, I, I think people do that. It, I, so my wife's got an uncle. He lives in South Carolina, and his wife's from South Carolina, and he comes back home, and he talks like a Southerner, like that slow... <laughs> molasses drip from the tongue i mean i can't i'm gonna try to do it but yeah he and he says well you you, you live down there long enough you're gonna pick you're gonna pick something up so yeah he was living here in new york and he picked up his accents and he he brought him back over to uh england Sorry, so yeah i don't hear it that's what i would say just like when people tell me i have an accent i'm like yeah i don't hear it no don't. we don't we don't have accents we're from the midwest <laughs> this is how every news broadcaster across the country sounds well that's why i do the accents and in, in the character voices on the show because our normal voices are voices are talking uh, right boring. that's what i'm saying yeah talking is right. hard so but no i will tell you though being born in michigan um Man, you, you watch enough NASCAR and you hear people across the street with southern accents like, Go man, go look at him go. Oh my god. It's like, dude, you've been you're from here. Don't okay. All right, back on topic. <laughs> we got William Eyelash here. Or no Bilvis. William Joel. Bilvis no, the Yank. William Idol. Uh, it's I think it's William Albert, just so you know. <laughs> All right. If you really want it, it's William Michael Albert. I'm sorry. I, I skipped a name. Is that a surname? Uh, it is a surname, and we'll get to the reason he doesn't keep it here in a little bit, but his family, after the Yank teasing from his new classmates, his family moves to Worthington suburb of Goring-by-the-Sea in West Sussex. I'm hoping that our European and British uh, listeners will tell us what all these places are and if they're nice. Uh, he attends Worthington High School for Boys, another either really ritzy place or a children's prison with a great name. I'm not going get, to get over... The term you used, yank teasing. <laughs> saying, <laughs> I think we created our own thing. You can't say the word yank teasing in front of me. Somebody go me. Google yank teasing. Have me giggle. Yank teasing. Hashtag yank teasing. All right, That's new hashtag. Get us some... <laughs> was just born. 
Hashtag Yek Dizik right here. Um, okay, he's at Worthington High School for boys. Basically, he gets an English education. Um, he attends University of Sussex in October 1975, gets a degree in English. He lives on campus in the East Slope. Oh, nope, he doesn't get a degree because he only leaves. He le- hey, he's on the Ben program. He left after one year. <laughs> one year. There you go. Well, he stuck it out me? 364 days and longer than you. All right. All right. Well, the, let's not talk about the Brian program. Oh, that's like 364 years. You just keep going. <laughs> You'd think I'd be way smarter and have like more degrees. Nope, just the one. <laughs> All right. You got the college debt to show for it, though, Brian. You're good. Oh, right. Hey, come on, Democrats. Um, 1976, he, go- he goes to join this group. He's out of college. He's not doing that anymore, but he-, he wants to belong. So he joins the Brumley contingent of the Sex Pistol Fan Club. Oh, okay. Now, that's- that-, that makes sense. Well, now, now, this is a little different than the fan club you're thinking of. This is a, a loose gang that travels into town whenever the band plays, and then they rage out and party, and, you know, it's kind of like Hell's Angels without the motorcycles, and they only go listen to the Sex Pistols. No, that's exactly what I thought it was. Oh, well, there you go. Oh, huh, yeah. I nailed it. Yeah. So, okay, we've been calling him Bilvis. His name is, is William Michael Albert, but uh, you guessed Billy Idol. Now, no, I didn't. why did I didn't. they call him Billy Idol? I didn't guess it. I looked it up, but... Did you really look it up? Yeah, I told you I did. You, you, when you said, I told you not to. No, I you know. said when you, the moment, <laughs> the moment you said, don't look it up on your phone. That's exactly what I was doing. I know. <laughs> I, it's exactly what the timing would be if I said all these things and you're like, I got to type in with my thumbs. <laughs> I'm like, he's typing in. I can just see the gears <laughs> in my brain. I'm like, that's what he's doing. He's Ben's quiet for a minute. He's got to be typing something <laughs> on his phone. He's not patiently listening to me. No, I don't get it. I don't get it. I, I, I would not. Well, I think I, I would never guess that because you said Gen X and I'm thinking younger people. Uh, No, you're right. I was misleading on that, but that's we'll get there. That's a group uh, he was a part of. Plus, I was hoping you would sort of pick up on the fact there was like a D-Generation X wrestling tag team group of dudes or whatever. There's like four or five of them. Jeez. Uh, and so I thought you might go that way. I was trying to sort of lead you down. Oh, as a pro wrestler. Oh, it's not. You know, no, and, you it know. would have been a tough one. To, I, I guess get to guess Billy Idol. Love the topic. I like that. I like this topic, but it would have been a tough one to guess. I'm not going to take credit for where credit's not right, doing sure. that. I appreciate that. Keep All your right. record clean. All right, yeah. The name Billy Idol was uh, coined due to a school teacher's description of Bilvis as idol, as in like sitting there in place. So um, oh. he's doing this interview in 1983, and um, we got a quote from Bilvis. Let's see if I can do this. <clears throat> quote, the name Billy Idol is, is a bit of a goof, uh, part of an old English school of rock. It's a double thing. You're not a poke superstar. Like, it's fun, you know? You got to definitely keep the Cockney accent going. There you go. October 2014, he said he wants to use the name Billy Idol, I-D-L-E, but the name would be unavailable due to its similarity with Monty Python star Eric Idol. So the Ministry of Funny Walks guy sort of got there first, and so he chose Billy Idol instead, I-D-O-L. Now, Bilvis claims that the name inspired um, on a school report because a chemistry teacher now has said Idol. Like, William is just idle in chemistry class, and uh, Bilvis is like, well, I I hated chemistry class anyway. Uh, And you're saying the word idle as in stationary, still. Correct. Not moving, just kind of slow and not, or or stationary. Okay. 
All right. Yeah. So that's 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 I wouldn't have guessed that. No, I, me neither. I'm thinking like it. a godlike figure, an idol. That's what I thought. A golden calf. No. You know? No, all right. No, just right. some lazy kid sitting around. Yeah, that's cool. I like it. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I like that. It's not it's not presumptuous. All right. A bunch of other lazy kids are sitting around too. Late nineteen seventy six. He joins newly formed West London nineteen sixties retro rock band, Chelsea. He's Ch- a guitarist. Chel oh, he play he he plays an instrument? Yeah, man. He's a guitarist. All right. Okay. All right. Now, the axe singer, the front man, this guy, Gene October, that's a name, okay, uh, he styles Bel- uh, Bilvis's image here, you know, he advises him to change his, he's got these glasses on, he's like, you need to get contacts, he's like, you gotta ditch that hair and dye it blonde, and get a crew cut, and get like this retro 1950s rocker look going, and uh, Bilvis is like, oh, all right, all right, hell yeah, let's do it. So uh, after a few weeks performing with Chelsea, Bilvis and Tony James, the band's bass guitar player, they quit and they co-found Generation X with Bilvis switching from guitarist to the lead singer frontman guy. So who do you know, Brian, in your personal life of friends or family who, if they dressed up as Billy Idol for Halloween, they wouldn't have to do that much work? (laughs) Do I know somebody who looks like Billy Idol? Yeah, you do. I do? Not Roy? I don't think so. I, I I see it. I was figuring like like you're thinking Jason. It's more like Iggy Pop or something like that. I, was I like, think they're all they're, the right all, guy? they're all in the same category. Hey, got to be two something to do something, baby. Um, yeah. That, well. All right. Now, now you're getting in there. All right. So he starts his band Generation X. It's one of the first punk bands to appear on BBC television music program Top of the Pops. Top of the Pops. We've talked about them in a couple episodes past. It's uh, it's like uh, American Bandstand for England. Do we have any of those shows today? Am I not thinking of some? I mean, I'm not American. Yeah, it's called the internet. No, right, yeah, 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 yeah 100%. <laughs> you that's have what, it everywhere. But that's what I'm saying. We don't have that show now. to bring new found acts to the to the stage. We, we have, like, American Idol or America's Got Talent slash... Uh, 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 England's Got Talent, you know, The Voice. We have that. To... Uh, the Four. But, no, I feel like uh, that. Mask Singer. <laughs> no, that's... Um, that VR singer now. The Mask Singer is, like, getting uh, um... washed out the back end of the porn industry for, like, <laughs> half-assed, <laughs> half-assed celebrities. Um, which... It's Jaleel White, everybody. He was the gopher. I never would have guessed that. So, is Jaleel White Urkel? Yes. I think. I think he's a cool dude in real life. Good job. I think he's a cool I dude. I do too. Yeah. I think, I think he was more um Urkel. What was it? What was his name when he was all cool? He, uh, made, he made the coolifying Stephane machine. Stefan Urkel. Stefan Urkel. <laughs> <laughs> and I That's think that sweet. was him for real. Yes. I'd have boned him. Really I'd have boned that dude. If I was oh, what's for her sure, name? Man. Oh my god. Yeah. Dude. What do you get? Yeah, what he what 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 turned him into that? He drank. He something. made a cool. He made a cool machine. Like he had got into the machine, yeah, and that changed his chemist chemistry. No, he dr- took all the nerd things. I, I'm telling you, there's a machine. No, it was a potion, dude. Okay, all right. If I anybody knows, I I, yeah. <laughs> if anybody knows, please leave us some uh, a speak pipe on this. Is yeah, it I'm a not going to look this up. I'm just going to tell you. Or is it a potion? <laughs> this is important. We got to know. <laughs> this is real important. 
All right, I'm not even gonna look it up. I'm just gonna wait for some one one of our listeners to help us out. I'm not looking. Help it up. us out, everybody. That's what uh, I meant. Right, Preferably get- somebody from England. Preferably somebody from England who likes uh, punk from the, like the 70s and 80s. Because although Generation X is a punk rock band, they're inspired by the mid 60s British pop. So that's a contrast to the more militant sort of groups around. And yep. Bilvis is talking about that, and he says, "Quote." We're staying the opposite of the Clash and the Pistols, and they were singing no Elvis, Beatles, or Rolling Stones, but uh, we were honest about what we liked, and the truth is we were building all sorts of music on the Beatles and the Stones. So they were kind of like counterpunk, which is even more punk, if you know what I'm saying. Um, well, Counterpunk? Punk is counter. That's what I'm saying, man. So even the counter to the counter is the counter. That's, so that's super tur- turbo punk. They 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 poop on punk, dude. Right. Yes, that's hardcore. 1977, Bilvis sings "Your Generation" on the Mark. I guess that was a TV series in in England. Yeah. Uh, Generation X signs with Crystallis Records. They release three albums, performs in the 1980s on the film DOA, and then they disband. That was what was the name of the band you said? Generation X. Generation. Okay. All right. Never. Now, because the, the band broke up, man, Belvis has got to do something, so he moves to New York City in 1981, becomes a solo artist, and he got lucky because when he landed, he met this guy, Bill O'Coin. Oh, that sounds terrible. When you know that Bill O'Coin is the uh, former manager of KISS. Bill O'Coin. Yeah, right? Making that coin. All right. <clears throat> Only thing worse would be like, Bob Chetta. Are you, are you a fan of KISS? I was. I'm, I am a fan of Kiss. I will say that. I'm a fan of Kiss. I don't like Gene Simmons. I I don't know how the 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 question finally got posed to me here recently. And I had to just take a real quick thought about my life in general. And if I was a fan of Kiss. <laughs> okay. I don't think I am. I don't, I don't like any of their music. I don't want to go to their concerts. I think their get up and their costumes are absurd. I... I I, I can appreciate what they do. I mean, let's just, they were doing things 30 years ago that people are doing today and just becoming acceptable. They were being outlandish back in the day. You know, I mean, they, oh, yeah, yeah I, I can appreciate, I can appreciate that. Oh, I'm a fan. Huh. I'm not by, I've never bought a Kiss album tape oh, cd dude. kiss double live right here man right here on the, on the old record rack yeah no don't like them don't think they're that talented i think they did the, wow. they had the best gimmick ever i would agree with you that but with yeah. the best gimmick ever comes a, catch, a couple of catchy songs man yeah well the road warriors Bit were uh, people, you people, people like the road warriors too on wwe yeah i know i mean all right gimmick gimmick is one the gimmick sells but G- uh it sells yeah and I'm all about making the making the paper. Well, unfortunately, Bilvis, uh, that punk like image works well, and then they <clears throat> mixed it with that glam style, so he kind of brings in some of that Kiss flavor, probably influenced by Bill O'Kane. And uh, he picks up this guitarist, Steve Stevens. Together, they work with the bassist, Phil Feet, and a drummer, Greg Gearson. Um, I should have made up one of my alliteration poems about uh, name namings and uh, rhyme rhymings. You almost didn't have to. They had all their names are basically alliterations. 
it, it, Steve Stevens, well, no, Phil I, Feet, and Greg Gearson. No, Greg Gearson, that's the alliteration. Steve Stevens, that's not alliteration. That's just redundancy. <laughs> nice. And Bilvis, uh, his solo career begins. He puts this EP title, Don't Stop, puts it out there in 1981. It includes Generation X songs, Dancing with Myself. Uh-huh. I'm a dancing hey, with Myself. Do you have a note anywhere in your cards that tells us when he got that black leather jacket that he was known to wear all the time? Like with all the. No. Like the. All the bejeweled. Not bejeweled, but all the like metal studs on it and stuff. And that lip. Yeah, man. That, Dazzled. And that lip roll he had, that kind of that snarl yeah. on his lip. Like, yeah. He always had That's that. when you were saying, like, who looks just like Billy Idol? I'm like, none of my friends have that face. No, like, I, I think Jason's got that face, man. Can, can, well, Jason. Hey, okay. Brian, take a break. Jason, I need to talk to you for a minute, real quick, bud. Um, could you put together a quick 20 second video of you being. I want to see Jason being Jason and then all of a sudden transforming without doing any costume change or makeup or hair or anything and be Billy Idol for 10, 15 seconds and then go right back to being Jason. Show the transformation just like it was a schizophrenic sort of thing you'd see on some weird doctory sort of episode of Bones or something. I want to see the trans. What are you talking about? I think Jason could be Jason, like I'm being Ben, and then all of a sudden he can switch a gear in his head and be Billy Idol, and he can he can talk like him, look like him, act like him, and then all of a sudden he can just go turn that off and go right back to being Jason. And I think we can put that video up, hashtag Jason Roy being Billy Idol, on our like Two Face. I think he could be a two. Yeah, yeah. I think he could, boom, boom, be like boom. I think Jason. Uh... I, you're not seeing it. This is, this is making me angry. I, you got a back my got my back in this one. <laughs> I'm not seeing it, man. I wish I could. I right. uh, just I don't. I don't know. <laughs> you look crack in your voice. You really don't. <laughs> so weird, man. Right. You're weird, man. Continue. Okay, so they put out Dancing With Myself. Originally, uh, they record their last album, Kiss Me Deadly, and they got a cover of Tommy and uh, James and the Shondells, Money, 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 because you were talking about that. Ride the pony, ride your pony. Do it. Come on. July 1982, Bilvis's solo debut album, Billy Idol, is released. Hey, um, little part sister, of the empty. what have you done? That's nice. Part of the MTV driven. You can keep singing that softly as I keep reading facts. Hey, little sister, shotgun. Uh, part of the MTV oh, yeah. driven hey, second British invasion shotgun. of the U.S. in 1982. Bilvis becomes an MTV staple with White Wedding and Dancing with Myself. Contrary to popular belief, Bilvis's White Wedding had nothing to do with his sister at all. Uh, it is simply because little sister is widely used as slang term for girlfriend during this time over in England across the pond. And the song tells a story of a man who has feelings for a woman and painfully witnesses her marriage to another man. While it's true that the singer has a younger sister who is set to tie the knot, she simply uses uh, this inspiration. That's her for the song inspiration. It's not literally about her. And uh, Bilvis here, he likes to write the title before he writes the lyrics. And so... That's what he does when he writes songs. And so it just like white wedding. He's like, oh, that's a good idea. And then he reverse engineered it. And that's where that song came from. So so you're what well, you're saying. And I love this. I love this part. I love this bit. I, I learned a great little 
White Wedding was not about his sister. It was just about a girl that he was girlfriend, boyfriend with, and she ended up getting married to somebody else. Some other dude. Some other bloke. Okay. I like that. See, I, I never I never knew. I just assumed it was like his sister who he was kind of protective of and mad about her getting married but couldn't do anything to stop it. I don't know. I don't know what I thought. I love English people and the way they talk. I was like it's 12. Awesome. Could you imagine rolling up on one of your buddies and he's with some new chick, some bird, some hot bird, and, he, and you're like, hey, who's your little sister? It's like he's like, who's your girlfriend? That's what you're going for. That would just, I don't know. That's really interesting to me. Uh, let's see here. 1983, Bill Vis label releases "Dancing with Myself" in the U.S. in conjunction with the music video. It plays on MTV for six months. "Rebel Yell," Bill Vis's second LP, is a major success, very well received. It establishes him in the United States with such hits as "Rebel Yell," "Eyes Without a Face," and "Flesh for Fantasy." What's Eyes Without a Face? Do you, can you sing that Eyes for Without right? a Face peaks at number four on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100, and Rebel Yell reaches number six in the U.K. singles charts. Wait, can you sing Eyes Without a Face? I can't remember that one. I've got eyes without a face. <laughs> it sounds like Little Tim. It sounds like that that trolloping T- through the tulips. through the tulips <laughs> and the follow. Yeah. And the reason for tiptoe. Brian, you've got to find out if that guy's ever had a parking ticket because we got to do a podcast. <laughs> Tiny, Tim? Just, Tiny Tim, you want Tiny Tim? Just, two, two, Tiny two-tone? Just so you can do the, the <laughs> Can you give us some more of that? No, I can't. we got to get back to Billy Idol, man. <laughs> All right, good job. I'll you. Golf clap. All right. Golf clap. I'm assuming this is what's happening to Ben. Bilvis releases Whiplash Smile in 1986, which sold really well and was well-received. The album includes hits To Be a Lover, Don't Need a Gun, and Sweet Sixteen. Oh, okay, I don't remember. I, I, I guess I'd probably re- hear, hear him and know him. Hear him and when know you him. hear him, you do. Yeah. You hear him. This is, yeah. this is back when like the name of the song didn't necessarily have to be the chorus that was chanted out at the song. So. Um, this is also the time of videos. So Bilvis films a video for the song Sweet 16 in Florida's Coral Castle. Do you know about Coral Castle in Florida? Yeah, the guy that carved a castle out of coral, and it's like a mystery in how he did it. I mean. Is this the same guy? Like, he used harmonic resonance, like levitate giant rocks and yeah. stuff like that? Yeah. That's, this is Coral Castle. Okay, I, I think I, that's it. Yeah, well, this is very inspiring to uh, Bilvis here. He was very much, he's like, oh, my God, I'm going to write a song about this. And so. He did. Yeah, it was a that was a and he won't and he, and I think that was the guy that said so during my the Coral Castle builder guy. We haven't said sidebar once this whole episode. Oh, I get you told me I get yelled at on 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 TikTok or on Twitch, on Twitter. I know, but you haven't been topical yet. <laughs> I've been keeping it right on topic. I see. Every single sidebar has been pertinent. All right, do do you want to bring this up now, Brian? Uh, it's up to you, man. It's your it's your commentary. Okay, so Brian, please. Oh, all right. Sidebar, <laughs> like a serious go. sidebar here. All right, proper sidebar. <clears throat> so we got which we love all the feedback, good and bad. And as many of our listeners know, I love the bad. I love the bad the most. You yeah, you beg for negative feedback. Yeah. So, um, oh, my cat's got to go out. All right, hold on. <laughs> 
What are we doing? He's only gonna he's only gonna keep meowing if I don't let this cat outside. What is happening? Hold on. Okay, so Brian I, Brian and I were talking today. He's like, hey, we got some some feedback on Twitch and and what did it say that okay, number one, somebody wrote, Oh, your boy, Ben. <laughs> Brian didn't like that. Oh, your boy, my boy. They always like, call ah, him your boy. I'm like your I'm boy. responsible for you. I would love somebody to be responsible for me. That's not me. That'd be great. I know. That's why I don't want this job. Huge uh, weight off my shoulders. They leave me messages that happen to say, uh, and, like your show, but your boy Ben needs to stay on topic. Okay. I'd like to address that right now. Let's just go <laughs> ahead and just air this out. I had to pick my brother up at the airport today. so uh, it- Number one. Okay. I, 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 I can accept any criticism and, and advice. A lot of times, one and the same. I'll take that as... <laughs> You're, I will try my best. I will. I will try my best. But well, people I've, love you. I've they been, just love you to stay on top. <laughs> I've been trying my best my entire life, and I'm gonna three years. I'm, you have potential. I'm gonna gonna get off topic. And for everyone <laughs> that has a has an issue with that, I understand that an issue. A lot of my friends and family have said the same thing, but there's a lot of people that enjoy the tangent of what we have to say. And I was thinking about it a little bit more. So. If we don't get off topic and have a sidebar every once in a while, the show's going to be condensed to like fifteen minutes long. I mean, Brian's yeah, only, man. Brian's only got so many, so many uh, three by five, uh, 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 what you call it, cards there to read. No, so I'll do. I'll try. I'll try to keep it more topical, and then to pull the curtain back <laughs> a little bit, Brian. Oh God. Yeah. No. Right. And yeah. So to all the folks out there listening, just going. This jackass can't stay on topic. I want to hear about Billy Idol, and he's talking about whatever. Brian actually edits out a lot of the shit we talk about. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you only knew how long our episodes were, everybody. <laughs> this, is, we're, this is the watered down. If you want <laughs> the whole shoop, um, I, I don't know even how to get it. I don't think there's a computer big enough to hold it. I don't think you could. No. 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 Right. no. So I'll, I no, I'll take that criticism happily and try to try to try try i'll try i'm gonna have sidebars but i'm gonna try to actually have them pertain you'll use words that connect sometimes 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 (laughs) (laughs) don't i appreciate the honesty don't lock me in man don't don't lock me down well that was pretty good that's some good honesty that was vital all right all right back to billy uh billy idol billy idol Eilish, you want to say it, don't you? 1987, Vital Idol is released, and the album features a live rendition of his cover of Moni Moni, and uh, the single tops the U.S. charts, reaches number seven in the U.K. Uh, Bilvis has never been married, but he's got this long-term girlfriend now, uh, English singer, dancer, and former Hot Gossip member, Perry Lister. Hot Gossip, is that like a band? I believe that's like a girl group, okay. I think, Hot Gossip. Okay. They have a son, Willem uh, uh, Wolf Brode. Uh, He's born in L.A., 1988 L.A., and Bilvis messes up his relationship uh, with Perry Leister. Uh, He's caught setting up his date with a woman named Naomi, with whom he already had an affair, on the phone. And then the baby monitor was on in Willem's bedroom, and uh, yeah, so he got busted there. 
Uh, Perry immediately left. She takes Willem back to England for a few months. She did come back, however, although things were never quite the same. Well, he, as she one would she expect. kept the recording of that baby monitor, apparently. Oh, uh, there's all of a sudden there are baby monitors in every room, and uh, baby monitors in his car, baby monitors in his coats. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Well, no, that's how <laughs> that's like seriously how today's society is with all the cameras and and recording devices. Don't. Don't don't say anything that you don't want everyone else in the world to know. Oh, dude, they're recording us right now. There's recording devices on us right now. Yeah, I have quite literally four. <laughs> I have mic on the computer, mic on the phone, the microphone that I have, and then oh, my headset gosh. has a flip-down microphone that I don't use. It's just my, like, a decent gaming headset for there's four mics on me right now i'll play this game i love a 501 uh one two three four five six seven eight nine i got nine microphones on me it's not 501 it's 301 301 uh well there mine, mine's even better it's called a 501 <laughs> i just i just 501 <laughs> to your 301 <laughs> yes i did what was our hashtag What's that? No, you you don't you know what the three hundred one is, right? Uh, it's when you every it's just the concept of whenever you always have a better story than somebody else. I caught a fish this big. Well, I caught a fish this big. Right, but like, you do, you know what you know what the base in that is? Uh, this started in the three hundred one area code. No, I have no idea. Bowling. What's the best score you can oh, get? Oh, oh my god, three hundred. Yeah, and then got, somebody's I like, "Oh, I got three hundred one." <laughs> That's what it is. It's great. I love they that. They put an 11 to pin? How'd that No, happen? I love that term because that, that basically sums up the idea of what you're trying to say when you say somebody 301 me because you can't do better than 300. It's That's the best. That's like the top. That's like the bar. That's like the best, the ceiling. But somebody else, oh, yeah, you got 300? Well, I got 301. <laughs> oh, so frustrating. You say, oh, is that, did you say frustrating or frustrating? No, that's a pet peeve. Let's not even start down that road. There's no <laughs> L in that word. It's frustrating. Okay. No, I just, I, we all got that one friend and it's just like, no matter what you do. Oh yeah. And it's just yeah every one it's of like, my, they're not even, they're not even aware of it. Every you know, one of my friends is that one friend. Yeah. Well, and they're, hey, now. hey, you, you think you got it. You think you got that one friend, Brian? My friend's way worse. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what a fun game. Oh, the fun. Um, okay, it was not fun. 1989, Leister and Bilvis separate. Uh, a few weeks after the breakup, Bilvis couldn't get over his depression and guilt and his addiction uh, to women and sex and how it always ruins his relationships. He, It's affecting his behavior. It's affecting his music life. It's affecting him while he's making records. So the leader of the band, uh, the group Rude Dude, this guy Harry Johnson... Harry Johnson. Yes, that's the lead singer or the leader of Rude Dude. So Harry Johnson suggests that uh, Bill Visser take a break. Can I just believe, can I please go to my grave believing that was his birth, his name on his birth certificate? <laughs> I think it's Harrison Johnson, but uh, sure. Whatever, know. whatever. Harold, Harold Johnson. Yeah, I, I want to believe that Howard. his name's Harry Johnson. Harry Johnson, uh, he's talking to Bilvis, and he's like, "Hey, man, you gotta go, go, just, just, just hang loose, you know, just let it, just shake it out, man, just regather yourself, you know, take, take some time off before you start recording again." 
So uh, Bilvis takes this advice. He goes, he's got this long time trip that he wants to do. He's like, man, I just, I want to go to Bangkok. So right from Harry Johnson to Bangkok, Thailand. And uh, he wants to spend a bunch of time drinking and hanging out in brothels. And uh, as much as possible, he wants to avoid doing drugs. Well, it's like it's some sort of a huge, um, a, a huge uh, hurdle to uh, hang out in Bangkok, hang out with a bunch of uh, prostitutes. I'm going to do my best to avoid drugs. <laughs> I'm not going to say I'm going to avoid them. I'm just going to do my best. Just my best. I'm going to try real hard. As I'm doing all these other terrible things, I'd like to avoid drugs. What, man? Terribly fun things. Well, he's in Thailand. He's in a brothel. Those places are known for their decor and like the lunch buffet. You're so. you're literally you're 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 like that guy that uses the word virtually. I'm gonna virtually <laughs> not do any drugs. Which when you use the word virtually, that's basically saying I am gonna. I am gonna do drugs. Well, hey, he hasn't done any drugs yet. So uh he travels to uh Thailand. With Harry, who also owns his own salon, and he styles women's hair. Oh, that uh, what's his name? Harry Balzania is that he's going. We're not done. We're not done with Harry Johnson yet. We're All not right. done with big old Harry Johnson. All right, Harry he, Balzania. Yeah, no, he he sticks around. He's very. Uh, he's one of the main points in this whole story. So he he he's also taken his Harry stylings from his uh, salon that he runs. He does women's hair, and he's used to listen to their stories. Um, but he'd also have affairs with all of his clients, and that's actually why he became a stylist because he's like, man, this is just the place to meet women. And so now uh, he knows how the female mind sort of functions particularly well because you know how women talk to their stylists. And he's eager to go uh, to Bangkok with Bilvis on this sexication. That's what they're calling it. Their sexcation. Sex, sex like education uh, like vacation with sex oh sexcation that's the word all right now th- the first part of the trip had gone according to plan and they stayed in the presidential suite at the oriental hotel it's got this big panoramic view of the city they're looking all out over bangkok country's capitals filled with brothels each with about 50 women wearing see-through sarongs and uh they got numbers on them like just so you can like pick the number. I'll have the number seven and the thirty-eight, please. And then that way, you know, they're hanging out the windows, and so that way it's quick and easy and efficient. It's like ordering after, off a Chinese menu. You can't say I want sweet and sour chicken. You got to go. I want number six. I'll have a number seven, spicy. Um, and <laughs> after a while, uh, the women's faces and bodies began just to blur together uh, to build this. So that sounds he asked racist. Harry, that sounds racist, Brian. Easy. So, and uh, they just all look the same to me. Well, hey, it's not me, man. You take it up with Bilvis. All right. So I'm gonna. Uh, he says to Harry, because he, he can't determine who's who, he says to Harry, he says, uh, pick a few out. and You like when I have a go back at a hotel? I lost my Billy Idol. Now it's turned into Ozzy Osbourne. Damn it. <clears throat> gotta, you got to do Ozzy Osbourne, but more sober. Pick a few out and uh, think alike, and we'll have a go back to the hotel. Because Billy Idol's a little more gruff, man. He's got that edge to him. So uh, once they uh, grew tired from the jet, uh, they got tired from the jet lag and drinking during the first week. Um, they started looking for cocaine because they're like, "Well, we didn't make it that long without the drugs. So let's get some cocaine and get some pep in our step." <laughs> so they asked their taxi driver, uh, "They can get some." And though they gave uh, the taxi driver's like, "Hey, man, I got some. Uh, sure, it's cocaine." 
gives him a long thin tube with powder in it and uh it wasn't cocaine so harry balls no harry johnson <laughs> he takes the first taste of the powder and immediately realizes it's china white heroin Ooh! and so you don't have to smoke but a pinprick to feel like crazy zombies so bilvis who has no self-control uh he helps himself to some heroin only when uh shooting the heroin they used foil from the chocolate bar wrappers from the hotel's mini bar because i guess you gotta like cook it up and boil it in some type of tin foil but you can't get tin foil in thailand what yeah here's a quote from uh from bill this on it one big problem was that uh we didn't have any tin foil after a few hours spent searching through bangkok markets we eventually realized they don't seem to use a lot of tin foil in thailand so we head back to the hotel and use a chocolate bar wrapper from a mini bar. Junkies are nothing if not resourceful. I, so at least he knows he's a junkie. I, oh. <laughs> you said, what did you say? Junkies are nothing but. but He said junkies, junkies are nothing if not resourceful. You, you want to know what I thought you said? Sure. Chunkies are nothing or chunky. Yeah, man. Chunky. Chunkies the, are good. They the, have, I think they have raisins in them, though. I didn't like that. Do the, do, are they wrapped in tinfoil? The chunky? No, no. The no? chunky is not wrapped in tinfoil. I don't think I've ever had one. Plastic. Mom used to like chunkies. They like too many chunkies. Uh, you are what you eat. Do the uh, the truffle shuffle. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can already do that. So I'm not going to take Billy Idol's word um, that it's hard to find tinfoil. I just think he was unable to find tinfoil that night. Yeah, being super wasted, drunk, high, and and all hookered out, you probably are gonna have trouble locating basic kitchen items. I mean, he probably in a foreign country. He probably I mean. didn't go any further than what his arms could reach at that moment to look for what he <laughs> wanted. I couldn't find it anywhere in this darn country. Yeah, everyone is, no, it's gone. Yeah, I don't like tinfoil. What are these poor people over here in Thailand don't have tinfoil? Tinfoil. That's embarrassing. Let me tell you, that's embarrassing. And eventually the hotel staff became embarrassed by the constant flow of hookers in and out of the lobby going up to Bill this and Harry Johnson's room. And just, but the pair didn't, they didn't care. Uh, They even filmed themselves. Oh, go ahead. They're paying their bill. And it's Thailand. What do you expect, man? (laughs) The pair didn't care. And they even filmed the video themselves acting out and like zombie, like up in the suite. They're like, and so they're asked to move to another room to make room for the president of Cambodia. He was there, and they're gonna—he's gonna take up the entire top floor of this hotel. But uh, Bill, this and uh, Harry Johnson—they refuse. <laughs> so they're ignoring the fact that it's the president of Cambodia, and that they're wearing out their welcome with the hotel staff. And uh, that's just week one. Now we enter into week two. Oh, they were there for a week, and then they were trying to get. Oh, they're there for multiple weeks. So. Let me ask you, Brian, who do you okay. think has more clout, the president of Cambodia at the time, or Billy Idol? Billy Idol. I mean, he's probably got more money. Uh, <laughs> more more people know who he is in the Don't world. Don't go kicking on Cambodia, man. You leave them alone. They didn't do nothing to nobody. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I'm, I had nothing against Cambodia, but you never even mentioned the guy's name, and I'm sure there's uh, 0.0 people in our audience that knows who you're talking about. Other than yeah, the, I, that's why the president, president of Cambodia. Cambodia. Yeah, name name his name. El Presidente. <laughs> El Presidente. All right, week two. Bilvis and Harry have finished the vial of heroin, and they originally planned just to go home. But uh, once they get through it all, they're like, that was pretty nice. 
we we should get more of that. Oh, yeah. And so to offset the hangover <laughs> coming off the the heroines, they bought some codeine and then some other drugs, and then they left Bangkok. Now, but before they left, Mel Gibson and his family were also in Bangkok, and uh, Mel Gibson actually meets Belvis. Belvis. Oh, really? It's, it's Belvis. Yeah, uh, he's passed out in the elevator, and the door is just closing right on his head. Just, uh, 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 and Mel Gibson didn't say much. He goes, excuse me, and he steps over him, and then he gets out and goes on to another elevator. So the uh, so he's laying there in the doorway of the elevator, and the elevator is going. No one can see you, but yes. No, they can hear me. He's <laughs> going, good jank. Good jank on his head. Good jank. Good jank. That is what it says. And that's when Mel Gibson appeared and was like, uh, I'll see you. Pardon me, sir. And just stepped by and, and got to another elevator. So does Belvis know he met Mel Gibson? Uh, he does now. At the time, I don't think that he... he uh, in his memoirs, he actually has a whole giant book of memoirs where he goes into great detail about these stories. But he's, he like saw Mel Gibson, but he didn't quite believe that it was Mel Gibson. But he, he's like, I saw Mel Gibson. He didn't say anything, but uh, he said, excuse me, and then stepped over me and kept going to another elevator. <laughs> I wonder if Mel Gibson even like seriously remembers that. Oh, right. No, um, that's the other thing too. Is that um, Bilvis here? He's got this thing about like, man, back before MTV, you if you were a musician, you could just walk around on the streets in the daytime, man. Nobody really recognized you. But as soon as they put you on television and TV became a part of it, couldn't go nowhere. Except for Steve Miller. Well, I don't even know what he looks. Nobody like. Nobody does. <laughs> Nobody knows what <laughs> he looks like. No idea. His mother doesn't know even know what he looks like. Steven, is that you? Yeah, Steve Miller. <laughs> he could rob a bank without a mask on, and nobody like what he looked like. I don't know, man. He came in. I never. I saw the guy for ten minutes as he's cleaning out the vault, and I still don't know what he looks like. That's <laughs> that's his superpower. I helped him. I helped him load the bags in the cars. I have no idea. Yeah, that's his like, superpower. Damn it, Steve, Steve Miller, Miller. His superpower is. To not be recognized by anyone ever. <laughs> Why you're picking fights with Steve Miller? I don't know. No, I think he. It's it's by design. Yeah, no, I, you pick fights with whoever you want. I'm sure it's by design, but uh, that's ain't gonna you. be with Shug Shug Knight. I'll tell you that. But the, the people know what he looks like. Yeah, and I ain't There's picking fights. I ain't picking fights with him. All right, let's get back to people across the pond. That's harder for them to come and intimidate us. So. After checking out, they, they he gets out of the elevator at some point somehow and gets himself to his room and gets all his stuff and leaves. Uh, Bilvis and Harry stay at the Royal Cliff Hotel in p- p- it, it looks like Pateta, but it's not Pataya. Pataya, Pataya, Pat. Oh, Ibiza. Pat, Pataya. Ibiza. Pat, Pataya, uh, which is a seaside resort in the south side of Thailand. She sells seashell down by the seashore. I have to say that before every episode so I can speak. Uh, their plan again is to lie low, and they took some more pills though and started drinking, and <laughs> it caused the disturbance. Good, to say good the plan. least. Good plan. Uh, quote from Billy: uh, Harry met a v- v- oh god, Harry met a v- v- I can't even say it. Harry met a Vietnamese bird, and she came with us too. The only English she knew was boom boom, and out go the light. I suspect Harry taught her those. Uh, with the heroin going, we use the pills. There you go. The pair rented uh, some jet skis, as we talked about in the beginning of the show, from a local family, and they played chicken with one another. That's the game where you drive at each other, and whoever turns off first to avoid smashing head-on to each other is a chicken. But uh, with the drugs slowing down their reaction time, 
um, they smashed head on, and uh, Bilvis went right into Harry Johnson. They were both winners. They caused them to sink uh, the jet skis. Quote from Billy. Uh, we hired jet skis, and uh, while playing chicken with Harry, uh, I didn't stare out of the way in time, and my ski got all dinged and started to sink. For good measure, I took off my swimsuit and was nude as it sunk. <laughs> for, so good n- nude jet skiing. for good measure. That was a quote. For good measure. For good measure. So Bilvis ends up paying the family $25,000 to keep them quiet since the jet skis were the whole family business. Well... Yeah, I think you all buy a couple more jet skis. Probably not, like five more jet skis for that price back that back in the day. Oh yeah, dude. Again, but you got there's no cops. You're you're a foreign man in a foreign land. I'm an alien. Uh, now, so he pays them off. Now, one night when Bilvis and Harry were still high from the various pills, Harry left without saying anything. Leave Bilvis in the room with two hookers. What do you mean left? Like went down to get some breakfast or went home to the United States? Well, he left. Now, feeling enraged from the lack of communication and drugs, uh, Bilvis picks up a five-foot-long, uh, five-foot log. That was the table, like a like a log table, and he throws it through a glass sliding door, which connected to the rest of the room and the wall, shatters everything. Hotel staff discover the damage the next day. Bilvis has to pay another twenty thousand dollars from them to stop uh, stop them from calling the police. Hey, now, it's only money. He was pretty rich by then, though, too. I would say. Yeah. Uh, then the the pair leave. They decide it's best. Let's go back to Bangkok. And uh, when we come back from break, let me tell you about week three. They already wore their welcome out in Bangkok. So <laughs> let's go there. Let's say they know us. They know we're coming. Uh, hey, and you know, you're not going to know this is coming. I'm taking a break from my high school band, 21 Days, but I'm going to play you this song from Cowboy Ing. Mm. Never trust Love a Cowboy. big butt in a smile. Handcuffs and stripes just ain't your style. Ben and Brian has your story of shame. Did you do the crime? Did you pay the time? Crime and music has your file. Tell you to do bad things. Did your microphone and we're back? That is odd. That I, I'm just so happy that Maybe they did that. Just the blame. <laughs> I'm a cowboy Ian. I'm a Ian. Uh, what'd you do with your break? Um, <laughs> I took about a 20 minute piss. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, you brought me on a ride along there with the headset. That was like, geez, that that definitely put some movie movie sticks to shame. Oh yeah, I know. It was it was it took a minute. Got it. Got her all oh, done though. We're dude. good. We're good. We're good. Good job. Yeah. yeah. No. Uh, I I went and got one of these. So uh, that was my break. I'm gonna need to take one of those uh, Billy Madison pisses here in a while myself. All right. Back to William Eyelash. All right, Billy Idol, or we're calling him Bilvis. Bilvis. We're about to tell you why we call him Bilvis. Um, as you recall, before we hit break, we're coming into week three. Drugs and hookers. Uh, he's already, he, yeah, he's already been on a on a two week bender in Bangkok, Thailand, and uh, he's pissing off the president of Cambodia. He's got hookers. I, Mel Gibson's stepping over his head as he comes out of an elevator. I don't know what my limit would be for what he was doing if I was involved. But I guarantee it's under two weeks. I'm not doing that for two weeks. No, that's why he took Harry Johnson with him. I mean, that takes a certain kind of man. 
you need somebody yeah, you know the, somebody firm who can who can hang with yeah, you. Yeah, very firm. I'm not get. I get bored. I'd get bored. What what's gonna bore you? The drugs, the hookers, the constant drinking. Where are you bored? Well, after two weeks and three weeks of doing all of the above, I'm bored. Okay. Well, you just hang on for week three. Can't get some fishing. Can't get some fishing in there. Week three. So from then on, Bilvis is like. He only remembers flashes of it. What happened during the rest of the trip? He's kind of, kind of in and out at this point. So uh, he's also getting phone calls left and right that insist he return home, like management type people, record type people. But he kn- he knows he needs more time to come down from the drug high before he gets on a plane for fourteen hours to fly back to L.A. Especially if they only take drugs with you. Dude, and they're really strict about that. They don't really let you fly with drugs. They're weird. So. They're, they get real weird about it. <laughs> Super strange. Super weird. So for the rest of the trip, Bilvis, um, he still breaks things out of rage, and he's got people pleading with him to, like, take your Harry Johnson and leave. <laughs> and so... <laughs> Harry's super worried about uh, if they're going to be arrested. He's like, you don't want a Harry Johnson in jail. So he's like, you need to chill out on this behavior. Bilvis recalls uh, he's crazy and then sane and then crazy again. And uh, he calls it uh, Billy Idol version of acting out. So, so who was, can I just real quick recap? Who is this guy he's got with him? Just a guy, the one guy he can find that can hang with him for a while or what? Harry Johnson, the hairstylist. Yeah, who can hang? He's just a hairstylist, huh? Just a hairstylist. Like, come on, man. This guy hangs out with women all day long, telling them his pro- their problems and, and getting inside their head. This is your perfect wingman is who this is. That's why he's there. He sounds like he's worth no. This is sexcation. He's, he's, he's not, he, I guess he's a wingman if, if, you, if you have two girls. <laughs> one for the hairstylist, yeah. the second one for me. <laughs> it's it's Thailand, man. There's hookers and brothels. We got it all. I feel bad for them people. Those people? What about them? I mean, there's a lot of poverty involved, and all these, uh, the, all these tourists from around the globe are going in there for you know sexual tourism, sex tourism, baby. Yeah, that's 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 a, that's sad. That's that's a sad. Yeah, no, that's super creepy to me. To be completely mm-hmm. honest, I'm like, ew, ah, ah, that's gross. Yeah, right. Please, please don't do that. Oh, no. Right. That's bad. Somebody's well, being taken advantage of, I swear to God. <laughs> so, somebody is. Yes, I'm sure. They're probably way overcharging Billy Idol. Eil- oh, yeah. It's, yeah, that guy. He's the one being taken advantage Just of. Just start uh, adding commas and zeros, man. You're like, you, you're Billy Eyelash. I know you got money. All right. So, Billy Idol is uh, hanging out third week in a row. Can't get on a plane. He, um, he doesn't want to sober up. What's it? Not yet. Throughout the whole trip, you now remember he smashed up three hotels. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. got tens of thousands of dollars in charges Just for repair and damages and stuff like writing that. Writing checks left and right. Yeah, but he's still there, right? And management, they've seen enough. They're done. They tried to kick him out themselves. Uh, as they say in Thailand, they tried to turf him and uh, couldn't do it. Like pick, right? He refused to vacate the room. Pick him up and throw him outside on the grass. It just says turf. I really didn't know what that I feel means. Like that's they, turf. they tried to turf him. Yeah. That's what I thought. They tried to turf, but they couldn't do it. So he he had that that crazy drug strength, I suppose, and he's just like, ah, I'm not going. Now, um, he caused nearly two hundred and fifty thousand dollars worth of damage. And the hotel trustees, so now we're not talking about like the desk guy. These are the trustees, the people who 
own the hotel. Own and run the hotel, right. Right. They decide they can no longer deal with this, and who do you think they call? Who are you going to call, Ben? David Hasselhoff. Billy Eyelash is out of, David out of control of your hotel. Well, okay. This is I'll perfect prime ready. night writer. I'll be ready. All right, so they got the A team um, rolling in. No, who do they? They don't. They they call the Thai military to physically remove um, Bilvis from the hotel. The, the freaking National Guard's got to come in and get the rocker out of here. But wait, they had to shoot him with a tranquilizer dart to get him out of the hotel. Hold on, are you serious? <laughs> yes, sir. This is why we're talking about Billy. Idol. So, because I read an article that said that one time when Billy Idol partied so hard, the Thai military had to be called to remove him. I'm like, bookmark. So, yeah, we're coming back to that. Was and here we are. Wasn't there a movie where he was on the movie for real? Maybe it was a wedding singer where they tranquilized Billy Idol on the on the movie. That's the. That's the joke, dude. No, I, that's the joke, son. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm getting the call back here. I'm getting the, I'm getting the inside. <laughs> Yo, the, you're okay. Yeah, you're piecing. Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't, I did not know he was tranquil. What move was that on a That was on a movie, wasn't it? I think you're right. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what it was. Though. Wasn't it? Or they tranquilized the other guy. I think Billy Idol might have tranquilized the guy in the wedding singer. Wasn't he? He comes down the it, aisle with the drink cart. Something. Yeah. All right. We'll have to I look into remember. that. I'll have to look yeah, into that. Homework. This show is good, everybody. It's interactive because there's always homework to do. Because we don't know everything. I know a lot, but not everything. <laughs> we don't know. What? Okay, there's there's three circles of things that we do or don't know. It's things we know, things we don't know, and things we pretend we know. No, things we think we know. That's, there's a difference. Okay, there's four things. No, there's definitely things hey, I pretend I know. I know I don't know. I will. T- <laughs> I will tell you, I do a lot more research and preparation for these shows than you do. You do more research. Preparation, Brian. I got the cards. You preparation? I I pro, yes. I pro, it's like a week of I got to get into a, a a state of mind like those karate guys before they break the bricks with their hand. That's my Sorry, preparation. Michelle? I do that for a, you, about a week before I come on the air with you. Your preparation H, your preparation. Don't see proper. They're not a sponsor. <laughs> Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. Nice. <laughs> nice save. Appreciate that. Okay. Um, so now they they tranquilize him. I I like to think there's some Thai army sniper with like a blow dart just no, you know, I, <laughs> boop, just like right in the ass. I, ah, I think if it was oh, in Amer- they if they were in like a westernized culture, it would be a rifle looking thing where there was like a bolt action rifle. But since they were in, an, you're taking down an antelope. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, like there's a bull moose that needs to be taken down and moved to a different pasture. We gotta relocate him. But in Thailand, with that Asian flair, I'm going blow dart, like a like a blowgun, like a. I wanted to believe that, yeah. but actually, a nurse gave him a shot before he is strapped to a hospital gurney and wheeled out of the hotel. Four soldiers carrying rifles in tow. Ah. Uh, he finally wakes up at the airport puking, and uh, he is nicknamed Bilvis for his wild behavior and drug intake. And if anyone notes the beginning of the show when I said, oh, my God, I just got it. It's because he was like Elvis, and his name is Billy, so it's Bilvis. So they didn't. They tranquilized him with just a nurse and a needle. Like, 
One yeah, flew over the cuckoo's nest got, style. Yeah, I think they got him. Right. Exactly. That's and then strapped him to a gurney. Probably the best way to do it. It's not the fun. But I really like the idea of the blow dart. Like, or even the, 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 the tranquilizer gun. Like Dr. Oakley, veterinarian, just boop, like a muskox, just boop, just like poop. You know. Now we wait. So, I know. So a uh, quote from Bilvis. Uh, oh, it's very lucky. Uh, damn, it slips into Ozzy Osbourne all the time. Oh, it's very lucky. I expected they could have put me in prison. Now, Bilvis returns to L.A. just in time to finish his fourth solo album. Um, although, even during the making of Charmed Life, the sex, the booze, the drug partying continues. Uh, that would take three days to come off a high from all those drugs. So, as soon as he gets back to L.A., he starts partying and sexing it up again. Just sexing it up. Just going nuts on the sex. Just so just much. Teasing, teasing the yank, dude. So much teasing the yank. <laughs> I think we started something. <laughs> Teasing the yank. Just teasing. Okay. What, to- what are you doing tonight? Just teasing the yank, are you? <laughs> Just teasing the yank. So uh, to this day, everyone who's worked with Bilvis at up to this time still talks about the never-ending orgies, all that took place during the re- at the recording studio during this time when they're making Charmed Life, and uh, yeah, that's just ugh, I, I, being there. Maybe it's trying to work, man. Maybe maybe oh, I'm, I'm maybe I'm just veteran young guy here, but <laughs> I feel like. Even back in my heyday, I would just get bored with that lifestyle. I just get bored with it. Just, you know, constant. You keep saying that. Constant flow of drugs, booze, and women. It it would be fun for a minute, I'm sure. <laughs> and like, woo. And then after a while, I'd be like, can we just, just chill out and watch a movie and get a pizza or something? Am I wrong? Well, Am I wrong? No, I mean, yeah, you know, it. Everything you do is boring to somebody. Yeah. You're like, yeah, I've done that. Yeah. So even Playboy photographers get like sick of their they're like, oh, I gotta go do this. This 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 model, I need to be naked. I gotta take a bunch of pictures of her. It's gonna be More take like four people. hours. I'd rather just get like a pizza. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. <clears throat> I get it. All right. So I worked at an ice cream store. You can have all the ice cream you want. After a while, you're like, this is not as much fun. I'd rather have a pizza. It all comes back to pizza. <laughs> and then I traded with the guy at the pizza store. It's funny you say that. So so he 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 came back from he came back from the Thailand. <clears throat> yes. Excuse me. He came back from Thailand. And then he um continued his drug infused uh party atmosphere with a bunch of um stateside hookers at this point. Yeah, 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 right. yeah. It went local. You gotta go local wherever you're at, you know. Well, so yeah, yeah. you know. In, when in Rome. Yeah, you're not importing more girls from Thailand when you're in L.A. You just take what you can get, man. Yeah, no, get some Valley Chicks, man. Yeah, whatever. Local. Local. Support local economy. <laughs> Support local. That's right. It's not just local. It's global. It's global. Um, okay. Now, let's get the, on a serious note here. February 6, 1990, Hollywood, California, USA, Bilvis is involved in a motorcycle accident that nearly cost him a leg. Yeah, I remember that. He got in a bad motorcycle accident. Yep. He's hit by a car uh, when he ran a stop sign while riding home from the studio one night. He required a steel rod to be placed into his leg. And shortly prior to this, Oliver Stone, he's a film director, he picked Bilvis for a role in the film The Doors. But this accident now... Can't be in a movie like that because you got to stand up and walk and talk and stuff like. Was that. Was he supposed to be so, Val Kilmer? 
I I don't know, but uh, he ends up playing Val Kilmer's drinking buddy or Jim Morrison's drinking pal. This guy named Cat. So if you ever watch the movie uh, The Doors, Cat, that's uh, that's our boy Bilvis right uh, there. That did have I ever told you how much I hate that movie? And the Doors. And, oh, I hate the Doors. And therefore hate the the group, the band, the Doors. I hate them because yeah, of no, the movie, hundred percent, which is unfair. Fans of this show know we hate the Doors. Check our Jim Morrison episode. No, I was watching the um. One night, it was uh, probably like in the 93, 94, when the movie first came out on VHS. Yep. Maybe 95, I don't know, somewhere in that area. Um, we're over at um, our good friend our good friend Scott's house, and we're all just hanging out watching the doors, whatever. Just not nothing crazy. There's no booze or alcohol. We're just watching the doors, and his mom and dad are there. And... At the beginning of the movie, everything was fine. You know, even keel, steady Eddie. But then toward the middle of the movie, I started feeling kind of, I didn't feel good. I just kind of felt like, ugh, a little, little stomach issue. I didn't know what's going on. I know this story. Oh, toward, the end, toward the end of the movie, it's kind of a depressing story. It's not a very, you know, happy story. It doesn't, <laughs> doesn't end well for Jim Morrison. Clearly. Yeah, no, I'm glad they buried that fucker in France. And so, sorry, you got a little intense there. So, um, you're picking fights with Jim Morrison now. <laughs> Post mortem, Jim Morrison. So, I, I got, I didn't feel well. And, and I don't know if it had anything to do with the movie or maybe we ate too much cookie dough, but I got sick. I went in the bathroom and Ralph my guts out. And, um, the ghost of Jim Morrison. Ever since then, I hate the doors, I hate the movie. I <laughs> uh, there's a couple things that Val Kilner I, I there's a couple things that Val Kilner did that we were all right, but oh, it's like now you hate Val Kilner. No, he redeemed He's himself a little bit, but you know, I no the Iceman did not help his case in my in my worldview. Not a fan of Top Gun. You're dangerous. Not a not a fan. Every time you go up, not a fan. Maverick. A fan. Before his accident, Bilvis was the first choice for James Cameron's role as the villainous T-1000 in Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Really? Yep, but wrecked his leg, couldn't walk, gave it to that other dude with the crew cut. Yeah, they don't They don't look too different, do they? They really don't. Now when you say it out like <clears throat> that, you're like, I could see that. Yeah. It would be awkward having Billy Idol stalk you, though, and like that intense walk that that guy does. He's walking. I wonder if Billy Idol... Still has a little bit of uh, little whatnot in the can. He can come out still today and do something awesome. I think he could. I think he could. Oh, we'll get there. All right. We'll get there. All right. All right. We will. We will. We will. That doesn't even just mean shut up, Ben. I mean, literally. I mean, we'll get there. I don't like the word shut up. That bothers me. That's I would never say that to someone. Okay. We've hit a part in 1990 where Charmed Life is released. That's the orgy record they were working on. And a video for the single... Cradle of Love has to be shot. Now, the song's featured in the Andrew Dice Clay film, The Adventures of Ford Fairlane, and because Bilvis is unable to walk, he's shot from the waist up for the whole video. Yeah, he he was in, uh, he had a cane with him there for a long time. Oh, dude, he had a rod. Yeah, he walked with a cane, like a pretty nice pimp cane, but a nice cane. Because Bilvis does not walk, the video footage featured him singing largely um, in an apartment while Betsy Lynn George is trying to seduce him as as like he's a businessman. The video is placed on heavy rotation on MTV, 
Rock the cradle of love. The cradle of love. I, oh, everybody knows that song. Rock. Yeah, that's a big one. Now, that earns him uh, his third Grammy nomination for Best Male Rock Vocal Performance, October 11th, 1991, 2 a.m. Bilvis and his manager, uh, they meet two women, Amber Nivelle and Lori Bailey. They're in a restaurant in West Hollywood, L.A. A lot. And one of the women, Amber, she's 22, and uh, this is back when Bilvis is uh, 36. So after a cordial meal with the two women, they offer to drive the guys, Bilvis and his manager, back to their car. Oh, you haven't parked around here? Oh, we'll drive you to your car. Now, Bilvis, he's sitting in the back seat with one of the women. He begins shouting at her and then punches her right in the face. Yeah, you're not supposed to do that. No. No. Um, He's wearing these large silver rings, too, which cut the woman's mouth and bruise her forehead and gives her a concussion. Like, I don't like it when, you know, dudes, for some stupid reason, get in a fight with other dudes and punch each other. I think it's stupid. I no. think it's bad. That's bad yeah. form. No. But can can I just be a little bit misogynistic? And that's not the right word. Um, It's not going to be good no matter what you say now. No, I mean, it's wrong to punch another dude for a dumb reason, right? Is it, yeah. Isn't it more wrong for a dude to punch a chick for a dumb reason? Oh, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. It should be equally wrong, but no, it's more wrong. Not There's supposed to do that. Feminist agenda. Uh, no, you can't do that. Well, I mean, Brian, if you and I are just sitting around and I don't like the fact that you like the the, the U of M Wolverines and I punch you. Oh, God. That's wrong. Hell you that's wrong. I shouldn't do that. But if I'm sitting around with your wife and she says, you know, I like the, the Wolverines and I punch her, that's... On paper, equally wrong to me punching you, but in real life, that's way more wrong. That's more wrong. That's more yeah, wrong. That's more wrong. Yeah, that's more wrong. That's more wrong. All right. Well, he's more wrong, and now there's a, a, somebody in the car behind him stops, and uh, everybody stops, and now the lady's taken to Cedar sinai Medical Center. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Deputy District Attorney Bill Clark claims that Bilvis is pretty drunk at the time. And Singer claims to have stopped drinking before the attack for about half a half a year, and so <laughs> it represented the first time he'd had a drink. Well, no, I mean like he he's like I haven't drank in a year for that. That seems like a lie, but uh, now he pleads guilty on January twenty first to a misdemeanor battery and assault charges for punching a woman he met at that restaurant. Uh, the district the district attorney would go on to say that when Belvis got the car. Uh, out of the car he acted like a complete gentleman and he has ever since and uh there's a quote from the mr clark here the attorney he says i don't think mr idol is a violent person and this is an aberration but he came real close to going to jail so he didn't go to jail nope he's sentenced for two years probation he needs to undergo therapy and pay twenty seven hundred dollar fine and prepare a one-minute public service announcement announcement about the effects of drugs and alcohol. So don't do drugs, guys. So he got his goon hand out on a chick uh, on a chick in the back seat. You're not seat. supposed to say that. What? You're not supposed to say that though. You can't be called like goon hand. You can't. No, man, that's not. Good. I can't say they get goon hand. Why not? I don't know. It just sounds misogynistic. He no, that's a bad term. You don't want to have. That's a bad thing. Oh, all right. I don't know. He I was he, he was beating a hand. woman. The cops showed up. 
And he got a warning. Neville, the lady involved, she claims she's happy with the sentencing and uh, no motivation has ever been released as to why he did what he did. Moving forward, though, because uh, don't do that. That's wrong. That's bad. 1993. Bill, this release is cyberpunk. Uh, it's regarded as an experimental record. It's recorded in his home studio using a Mac. Ooh, a Mac. I, 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 got, my own, I got Pro Tools, everybody. Um, the album took 10 months to make. The album is successful in the UK and Europe, but it was not well received in the United States. Uh, commercial success of Shock to the System. Well, That's the one song that we did have in the US. Eh, I, don't, I, mean, I remember it, but I don't remember it that much. What was the name? It was called Cyberpunk, the album? That's the album, yeah. The, sh- the single we got was Shock to the System. 1993, Bilvis tours in Europe and plays a Generation X reunion show. There you go. So you got the band back together, man. Uh, in 1994, Billy... Oh, no. Billvis collapses outside of a L.A. nightclub due to an overdose of the drug. Which drug do you think he OD'd on? Okay. Um, I would I would normally just go with heroin. Ooh, and solid choice. No, but I'm, gonna, I'm not going with that. Right. I'm going to go with fentanyl. Uh, I don't think it's in there, but no, it's GHB. The, the, the cow one? Yeah, well, the date rape drug is what I thought it was. Oh, I thought but the cow uh, one was yeah. the, the, the cow steroid, GHB. GHB is a date rape. Uh, he just wanted to get his ass raped. Hey, man, it's uh, GHB Nicoladas. That's what you get. Uh, after the incident, Bill Vist, uh, decides that his children would never forgive him for dying of a drug overdose. So he stops drugs, cold turkey, right then and there. I'm sure he does. He makes a cameo appearance as himself in the 1980, 1998 film The Wedding Singer with Adam Sandler. He plays uh, a pivotal role in the plot, as we talked about, and the film features White Wedding on the soundtrack. Okay, I remember that. He he looked like a like an older dude in that movie. Well, he is an, he is an older dude. Born in 55. Well, no, 55 to 2000. That's, well, 98, but still. Uh, in 2000, speaking of, he voice acts the role of Odin, a mysterious alien character in the animated fantasy Heavy Metal. Do you remember those cartoons? Well, I, Heavy Metal movies? I know there's been some newer ones released, but I remember the one that... From the 70s, man. Like, from a long time ago with, like, the eagle flying down with the the, yep. the girl, <laughs> like, her boobs are hanging out of some leather outfit, and she's got a sword maybe in her hand. Like riding a pterodactyl or something? <laughs> yeah. And, and, yep. And and I, I, I think it was on HBO, and and I, I you just, as a kid, you want to watch it. You're like, oh, that looks crazy. It's a cartoon, and there's boobs in it. And there were. It was bad. It was not a great movie. I didn't, I. That's, no, it was bad cartoon, like. <laughs> Soft porn. Like, like give- and that's why this fact is in here, because I knew for some reason, knowing you and your family, you had seen that cartoon heavy metal. Oh, yeah. The it. old one. The one from, like, the 80s. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no. Yeah. No, right. This is... The, he was in the 2000 version, which is, like, the remake, but no, I'm I'm talking about the 70s, 80s version where they're, they're following this orb around the universe or multiverse or whatever. And yeah, it, I knew you. I knew it. I knew you'd say that. And it stole a little bit of my childhood. I mean, like... <laughs> yeah, you know me, too. It's a cartoon. It should be more like this the Bugs weird. Bunny cartoons. What the hell? Right? Kid video, man. Like, that's the cartoon I wanted to see. That's what I thought rock and roll cartoons were about, but nope. Yeah, I think. 
run, run, you better run, run, <laughs> open your heart, heart is a key, run, run, you better, don't you remember that kid video? I gotta find kid video, they broke the law, that's, um, okay, in 2002, he's at the National Rugby League Grand Final in Sydney, Bilvis enters the playing field at the halftime show, he's on a hovercraft, right? And he starts, they start playing the beginning of White Wedding. And he's all, hey, little. He only managed to get two words out before there's a power failure, because they're running a hovercraft. And that ended the whole performance. What do you mean? What's a, what hovercraft? Like a, like a G.I. Joe like hovercraft? hovercraft? Yeah, man. That, that was like a mobile sort of stage. Like, imagine that, like, almost like halftime show sort of thing. He's out there at the Rugby League Championships. That's kind of cool until your hey little sister who's the only and he's all hey little until your hovercraft <laughs> loses power and it just kind of deflates and you're in the middle of uh eighty thousand people <laughs> there's no yep. sound wave to the people <laughs> um <laughs> mime mime the song billy mime it right like you're just sing real loud project just sing it sing from your diaphragm that's all you gotta do uh, Devil's Playground comes out March 2005. It's Bilvis's first new studio album in 12 years. Uh, it reaches number 46 on the Billboard 200. The album includes a cover of Plastic Jesus. What's Plat? What? What? Uh, no, Plastic Jesus. You don't know any of these songs. Yeah, you said you were just listening to Billy Idol, and now you don't know any of the songs I've told. No, you. well, nobody knows that song. Plastic. Jesus. That's Depeche Mode. <laughs> Damn it. You're on to me. Good job. Uh, Bilvis plays a handful of dates on the 2005 Vans Warp Tour. He appears at the Download Festival in Donington Park and the Voodoo Music Experience in New Orleans and at Rock AM Ring. Uh, so he's basically touring a lot there in the 2000s, 2005. 2008 Rebel Yell appears as a playable track on the video game Guitar Hero World. I love those. Sorry. I loved. I loved all those video games. All of them. Wasn't that the best? No, they came back. White Wedding was on Rock Band Two. Why? Why aren't people still playing those games? They're so much fun. Rock Band Two also gets Money Money and Rebel Yell as downloadable tracks. DLC man. Did so? Yeah, right. Because you could just spend that time and learn the actual guitar instead of just. No, no, it was way easier. I mean, it's nothing like the real guitar. I mean. No, that's why I play a ukulele, man. I play the drums and a ukulele because it's got four strings. I got four fingers. Well, do you remember that? that made sense to me. That uh, uh, was it. It was was it Rock Band or Band Smith or something where you had a drum set. Guitar Smith. Uh, Rock Band had a drum it was, set, it yep, might, but it was it wasn't the same, man. Trust me, I tried that. I tried playing one of those one time, like on just average person thing, and uh, I didn't tune it up. Nothing fine. I know there's like a whole method you could tune it, just like a whatever. But it was off. I mean, no, I I remember snare wasn't the snare, hi hat wasn't the hi hat. I mean, oh, it's not y- what it was. Maybe if you're a, you know, as you are a classically trained drummer, no, it, it nice. wasn't the same. Nor was playing the guitar. But as a video gamer that knew how to play the guitar a little bit, it was fun. I liked it a lot. You see those guys? You see those videos nowadays where they do that? Like they have those like awesome like jam out sessions where it's like. Oh yeah. 
I'm like, how do you even know like what you're doing? And what do you how? And they're just running their fingers up and down the front on the hundred uh, the- percent accuracy, right? Like perfect score, score, score. June 24th, 2008, Bilvis releases the greatest hits album, The Very Best of Billy Idol, Idolize Yourself. He embarks on a worldwide tour, co-headlining with Def Leppard. Pour some Bilvis on me. So, I, now I'm, I'm, with all sincerity, I can see Billy Idol having a greatest hits album that fucking rocks. I bet it yeah, does. It's, it would be a great, you know... 12 songs, whatever you could get. You could take all his shit and put it together and be an awesome greatest hits album. I think the next pizza party you have, you throw on the best of Billy Idol, idolize yourself. And that's just there. Be, they'll be dancing with themselves. Yeah, I, I think it would be. I, I think that he's got just enough shit in his history, in his repertoire to make a great hour and a half long album. I think. I think, I so. think so. Yeah. Um, he does some Blu-rays here. July 2009, Bilvis performs at the Congress Theater, Chicago, United States television series, Soundstage. This performance is recorded and then released on uh, Blu-ray DVD, as I said, in Super Overdrive Live is what it's called. So, uh, yeah, man. Super, out there. Super Overdrive Live. This is Super Overdrive Live. This is not that long ago. You said in, like, 2010? 2009 in 2010 february 16th 2010 to be specific he announced uh as one of the acts to play the download festival in donnington park england quote from billy uh with all these great heavyweights and cool bands playing download this year i'm gonna come armed with my punk rock attitude steve stevens and normal classic songs plus a couple of way out covers should be fun that's your best billy idol yet right there brian I, I really tried getting back into it. Uh, Bilvis releases his eighth studio album, Kings and Queens of the Underground, in October 2014. We skipped a couple years. While recording the album between 2010 and 2014, there you go, that's why, he works with producer Trevor Horn. Uh, Horn's former Buggles and Yes bandmate, Jeff Downs, I just wanted to say Buggles because the video did kill the radio star, uh, and Greg Kurtzen, because Yes is awesome, uh, he works with those dudes, Bilvis's autobiography. He's got a book titled Dancing With Myself. It's published October 7th, 2014. It became the New York Times bestseller. Uh, 2014 still, Bilvis states he has not taken hard drugs since 2003, but he smoked marijuana regularly and is an occasional drinker. Um, Ooh, I marijuana. Say, hey, can I read? Okay, you, you Get this thought out, and I have a question. Go ahead. I read uh, an excerpt from his autobiography where it said that he does not say he will never, ever do drugs again, like hard drugs, because he's like, I'm the type of person, if I say I'm not going to do hard drugs ever again, next day I'm out doing hard drugs. So what I say is I can do them if I want to, but I don't feel like it right now. And he's like, I don't feel like I ever will do it again, but I can't close the door because like, that's not how... It is. That's your tr- so that's his trigger. I I I yeah. I agree with that. I'm yes. That him and I so, yeah. are spirit animals. 
Well, and that, oh, yeah. you're even more. Oh, you just hold on to it because it's coming up right up to your spirit. No, yeah, me. no. You hang I on for three more cards. Buddy, I agree with and that. You will, uh, please don't beat women, but uh, you and Billy Eyelash. But I want to rewind just yeah. a little bit. You said that one of his buddies slash producers slash whatever was in the band. Yes, that's correct. That's Jeff Downs and Greg Kurtzen. You know, they were in the Buggles. I'm and yes. I'm a big I'm I'm a fan of prog rock from. Oh, for sure. Yeah, but not yes. <laughs> oh, what? Um, Come no. on, man. The Yes Festival. <laughs> Running around oh, the lake. No, I am out. Put me down for out. I'm I do not like yes. And and for and for my entire life, our good friend Matt, he he's a fan of yes. He he likes to play yes. I'm still not convinced the only reason that he likes it is because it bothers the F out of me. I hate it. <laughs> and I think the only reason he likes it is so he can throw it like, you know, throw throw it on the MP3 player on the on, on their on the radio and hey, I got some uh, yes going on here. What do you want to listen to? Yes? And I'm like, you know I hate yes. You're only doing this to bother me. Ugh, I hate yes. That's the answer to that question. Is, hey, you want to listen to some yes? There's only one word. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> or you can name another band. Why not? Now, uh, now, okay. now, I get it because I've met a lot of people, and I think our listeners know that you and I, Brian, are fans of The Rush. The Rush. We like oh, Rush. Oh, for sure. Not big time Rush, like Rush. Just Rush. No. And 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 there's a lot of folks that I've talked to throughout the years that they're, they, they say the same exact thing. Eh, I, I appreciate what they do. Their music isn't bad. Their lyrics are good. Their instrumentals are great. But I just can't get over Getty Lee's voice. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I'll never get past that problem with 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 Rush, his voice. And I feel similar with Yes. So there was a big tie-in with Billy Idol and Yes. Yeah, so far. All right. Well, uh, 2018. Um, well, like Steely Dan, Bilvis becomes a U.S. citizen. He's got this big ceremony in L.A., but he also retains his British citizenship. So I guess he's a dual, dual citizen. Dual citizen. Watch him because he's probably a spy. October 30th night. Uh, wow. October 30th, 2018. Former Generation X members Bilvis and Tony James join Steve Jones and Paul Cook former members of uh, another first wave English punk rock band, the Sex Pistols. They perform a gig, a free gig at the Roxy in Hollywood, L.A., USA, under the Generation Sex. So they kind of combine the Generation X and the Sex Pistols. Uh, they can play a combined set, two former bands' materials. That must have been badass. 2020, Belvis's daughter Bonnie gives birth uh, to her first grandchild, a uh, daughter named Poppy Rebel. That's kind of a neat name. February 2020, Bilvis starts public service campaign titled Billy Never Idols, I-D-L-E-S, Idols, intending to fight the unnecessary idling of automobile engines in New York City to reduce air pollution. That's weak sauce right there. (laughs) What's your charity? Uh, Cars just running with nobody in them. That bugs me. I... uh, We just bought a new family uh, Jeep store truck wagon here. Uh, this year, yeah, it's bait. That's what it is. Yeah, if you come to a stoplight, the vehicle shuts off. I hate it. I hate it. I can't stand it. There's a button. <laughs> There's a button. You can dis- disengage that every single time. But every time you turn the, got to hold your finger on the button. No, well, no. Every time you start the vehicle, you have to hit the button. 
and you don't you don't think about it. So yeah, uh, you and Billy Idol are at odds because he wants to stop idling, and you want it to continue. His name was Idol. He was trying to capitalize on that any way he could. It's like what goes well with idle? idling in cars. Idle, idle man, nailed it. I'm against it. Idle. I'm against my name. I'm I'm, I'm I don't like idling. Unless it's my name. That For some reason, that, sound, that sounds like way too much Trump in that. I... <laughs> All right. All right, continue. Oh, my God. Um, I don't have much more to tell you except for the man's a three-time Grammy Award nominee, a 10-time MTV Video Music Award nominee. He actually won a Brit Award, so there's one on the board for you. But we're going to end the uh, episode with a quote, as we do from William Michael Albert Broad, Billy Idol himself. I love it when somebody insults me. That means I don't have to be nice anymore. Billy Idol, everybody. I, I don't know if everybody can can uh, appreciate. I picked that quote just for appreciate you. Appreciate that quote. I love that quote. <laughs> it's your lifestyle, man. That's your pod theory. I love right that. That's Ben's pod mantra. Hey, you want you, 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 you say something bad about me? That's great. I love it. I don't have to be nice to you anymore. I will be. That's, that's I'll right. be nice until when? It's time, until it's time to, to not, not be, be nice. nice. You are the bouncers. I am the cooler. Uh, well, okay, I'm the bouncer. <laughs> you're the cooler. That's fine. And I'll tell you, well, I'll tell you when it's time to not be nice. So, so. What did you think of Billy Idol? Well, he he didn't really. I mean, he did some pretty disgusting. I mean, crimes against yeah, hum- the guy's a tool man. Crimes against humanity. He didn't get arrested for the worst things he did in his life. I mean, just that whole entire trip to Bangkok. Ugh, that's nasty. That's a nasty boy. That's nasty. And then punching that chick in the face. That's pretty. That's you're not supposed to do that. Too. We we all know you're not that's supposed gross. to do that. Well, let's transition off of this since we, I, I, hey, I, I ended on downers, man. I hate doing that. Well, I mean, that's but, part uh, of the show. I suppose that's true. What do you, what's All he right, doing today? Got, what do you think he's doing today? He's got the, like the next big thing coming out. I'm sure there's a Billy Idol Twitter. If you want to go look. He was funny on that show with Adam Sandler. I thought he that was a good little bit role he had there with Drew Barrymore. Yeah, yeah. that's where he's punching chicks in the face, though. I mean, did he punch chicks in the face then? No, well, not that we know. I think of. he punched a dude in the face on that movie. Uh, I think he hit somebody with a drink cart, honestly. But uh, okay, since we're talking about Adam Sandler movies, it's time for some feedback. <laughs> we have a YouTube comment from Rod Belding. Rod, uh, it's on our it's on our David Allen Co episode. He's reaching way back. That's our second episode. Oh, I can't wait! It's very I popular, can't wait until he leaves us more feedback on. Oh, he'll, he won't hear this for like three years. <laughs> like more feedback, Rod. Can we get a hold of him? Please. Well, let's hold on. Let's have to let's hear what he has to say first. It says, quote, I have a paperback book from the 70s called The Outlaws. And David Allen Coe is interviewed in the book. And David drops the N word a minimum of 10 times during the interview. So, yeah, whether you like his music or not, there's no denying he has issues. Rod Belding, ladies and gentlemen. All right. So thank you for the uh, comment. What else we got? All right. We got more feedback. We got a we got a speak pipe from Canadian Mike. Canadian Mike. Sup, sup. This is Canadian Mike from the cold white north. 
and this is another episode of Cool Canadian Facts. Hmm. Did you know that it is not illegal to have sex with beavers in Canada? <laughs> they tried to criminalize it, but they can't throw us all in jail, can they? <laughs> the more you know, baby. Peace and love. Canadian Mike, everybody. Dude, sup, sup. I don't think Mike understands how much I love him calling in and giving us some feedback. He's a fun guy to hang out with. Oh, so yeah. I feel like we are oh, on for sure. we are on equal and common ground with this guy. And he embraces his Canadianisms. His his and he also embraces a lot of our Americanisms for all oh, yeah. for good and for bad. And he is a legitimate funny dude. He don't live that far away from us. Just in a different country. Yeah, just if I mean it's just a, a couple hundred miles down the road. I mean big whip. Few few kilometers, eh? <laughs> not, not a big distance, eh? Nah. Uh, if you'd like to be like Canadian Mike and leave your own feedback, just go to crimeandmusic.com. Leave us a speak pipe message. It's right there. Push the little button. Use your phone. Use your laptop. Use your tablet. Uh, if that's too much for you or you don't like the sound of your own voice, I get that. But you can catch us on all the social medias at Crime and Music. We would love to hear from you. Tell us about where you're from. Tell us a crazy fact about Sweden or Norway or Denmark or, or, or Australia Finland. or Ireland Finland. or Finland. You always leave anywhere, You always man. leave out Finland. What's up? I I I, I'm, I don't know. Come at me, Finns. Uh, what you got? So um, I we don't usually say it, but if you'd like to leave a review, that would be helpful too. I'm starting to rhyme, and so I'm going to thank you guys for listening. Uh, no, you're starting to rhyme. I'll thank time. you for your time. <laughs> I, didn't, I, I left that for you. It's my gift to be true. Uh, like the song says, everybody, hey, true words never been spoken. Never trust a big butt in a smile. Because it's a crime. <laughs>